0: hello you're listening to abiding life studios i'm noah wells today in the studio i have steve reinhardt
1: hi noah
0: how's it going
1: great great to be here with you
0: and we have terry craft hello noah hello glad you good boys are with me thank you very much for having us hi terry hello steve it's great being with you Woo-hoo. me too yeah i love it
1: yeah do one of you guys want to start start us off well since i've got a new name and a new title around here the inquisitor inquisitor spanish and i don't even speak spanish that good so we can't really have a spanish inquisition so i guess we'll have a colorado inquisition (laughs) perfect uh and we so we're talking about freedom in our last podcast and terry and noah that brought up such great thoughts and points about freedom and terry had asked this really great question and uh you know, I don't know the answer to this question, and I'm sure Noah and Terry have a lot better ideas than I do. The reason why we focus on our sin, and, you know, I have a, I have my take on it, and I, I'm probably wrong, and you know, I'm really okay with being wrong, but I'd really like to have it a good answer for that. And so I'm wondering if you guys would like to talk a little bit more about freedom, the real freedom we have in Christ, and then maybe... Uh, you know, what you guys see as the reason we focus on our sins. Yeah.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll take a shot at it. Uh, yeah, when we did the last podcast, we were talking about uh, one of the uh, main things we were talking about is, you know, why we spend so much time focusing on our sin when we've already been forgiven of it, and we are we are redeemed, but yet we seem like we spend... An, inordinate amount of time examining that sin even though Christ declared us free and one of the answers that I've had that I go back to is that I hate to admit it but um, I think one of the reasons that I focus on my sin is because it comes down to I hate again I hate to say this but like unbelief and I know that What does unbelief mean? But I believe that if I really believed in my heart all the time that the truth of the gospel, that is that Jesus came to earth, he died as a sacrifice for my sin, if I truly believed that all the time, I wouldn't even be thinking about my sin. I wouldn't be uh, going back and wallowing in it and worrying about it, you know. And so, I hate to admit it, but again, unbelief, I think, is is one of the uh, main reasons why we would continue to focus on our sin. And um, I was saying a little bit ago, talking to you guys about this concept of, you know, doubt, and uh, our pastor at our church has recently gone through a sermon series on doubt, and he... Basically said, doubt is comprised of two things. One is wavering, and the other is unbelief. And, you know, wavering is kind of like, you know, the, you know uh, okay, riding both sides of the fence or not really, you know, totally being committed, you know, to, to either way. Uh, and unbelief is just not believing that what we heard was the truth. And so, uh, you know, I think that's something that, uh, and the most important thing is that doubt is not as scary as we make it out to be because the remedy for doubt is action and to move with God. And the fact that, you know, if we're wavering, if we're unbelieving that God has uh, put in us his spirit And he wants us just to take that action of faith and just believing and going along with him. And even though sometimes we take that first step and we wonder, oh, you know, it's, do I really believe this or not? But we, okay, God, I'm going to believe you for this. And, and we walk in that. And so that takes, to me, that takes the scariness out of doubt in that there is a remedy for it. And it's not, you're outside of God's kingdom. You're You're unreachable. Jesus didn't really die for you. It eliminates that and brings me into, yes, he did. But I have these moments of doubt. I have these moments of wavering and unbelief that if the truth were known, probably most, if not all, Christians deal with this from time to time. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, that was a whole mouthful there. (laughs) No,
1: I like that. I I really like what you said, especially that last part. Where you you kind of voiced the 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 devil, the tempting thought that uh, you know you're really doubting and uh, and in a sense he didn't do enough for you, your unbelief, right? Right. That mm-hmm. that this really isn't uh, what Christ did, isn't isn't sufficient. enough, isn't sufficient. And then you said, uh, and, and he didn't actually do it for you. And you said, right. yes, he did. And uh, but I have these right doubts mm-hmm. and i i really like that because that kind of th- that's really the m- truth of my experience mm-hmm. that yeah he he did do it and then i and i still have these doubts and i still have these uh, you know tempting thoughts i still have this you know. and right. i think
2: yeah and so why do we doubt the i think one of the reasons is we we compare ourselves to other believers mm-hmm. sometimes we look at Okay, well, if you're really a believer, if you're really a Christian, that you'd be producing this kind of fruit and that kind of fruit, and you know, so you're supposed to be transformed, and so if we, uh, Noah and I, we talked about this earlier. So if you're like, oh wow, well, I'm not living up to what that guy's doing or that gal's doing uh, for the Lord, then we start, you know, doubting our own, our own salvation. I like, go, oh, am I really saved? You know, I'm I'm not producing this kind of fruit in my life. The truth of it is, we might be producing fruit, but it might not be anything that looks like what the other guys producing. We may be blind to it. So, yeah, I think doubt originates from a whole lot of things, but that's just one of them. I think comparing ourselves to other believers, and uh, so so can I ask a
1: quick question
2: then? Yeah, and can I ask Noah?
1: No. So, you know, I love I love chatting with you, Noah, and being with you because you're so candid and. So if I could ask you, um, number one, do you ever compare yourself with other believers?
0: Um, Yes, I do. And I used to a lot more when I was younger. I would think, oh, man, I finally have done too many sins, and God's not going to use me anymore. And they're, he's using all these other people around me, but I'm just, I'm in the corner. mm mm-hmm. I'm in the bad corner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so is there, are there any other, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's sad. To, I just feel sad hearing that, that you're, that you've done too many sins and I'm not like these other people. I'm in the bad corner. Do you have that comparison going on now? Or do you have others that you'd care to share with us? Cause you know, you're probably yeah. the only one in the universe that has these kind of comparisons. Like <laughs> t- <laughs> Terry and I don't yeah, I, No, I know you we don't compare don't, ourselves with
0: anybody. I know, I should probably be sitting in the corner right now while I'm doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I—I I mean, one of my biggest, I guess, pet peeves, I guess, would be was whenever I hear other believers say, when they see another Christian in their behavior, they question if they're a Christian or not. Does that make sense? Like, if mm-hmm. they're behaving a way that a quotation mark Christian should act, they question that. So, so if we just give an example here, so uh,
1: during our during our break, Steve's ex, because I've been like banned from cussing on the podcast. <laughs> so Steve and Steve uh, said a few cuss words, um, and then Terry would say something like, you know, probably he's thinking,
0: I wonder if that guy's even a believer. Yeah, I wonder if he's even a believer because the way he's acting.
1: Yeah, and I had that happen to me in India. I was telling these people about some of the arguments that I've had in my marriage and the old man that was there, he says, are you even a Christian? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't hiding it. So, uh,
0: so is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just that we judge each other's behavior if we have salvation or not. And I don't know. It's like one of my biggest pippies. And I hear it all the time. I hear people that are pretty high up in the Christian world say it. And it's like, oh, man, if we we're all judged by behavior... I'm done. There's no way I'm going to heaven just from behavior. Hmm. No way I'm getting into letting into there. Yeah. So I'm so happy that God doesn't look at our behavior.
1: Yeah. So um so are there any other other ways that you would compare yourself um with anyone else?
0: Oh yeah, I mean geez, you know, reading, um you know, I think I'm an idiot, so anyone who's smarter than me I compare. Someone who can read the Bible so well I compare. Um Yeah. You know, I there's not a day that, you know, there's probably not a week that goes by that I say, God, are you sure you didn't make a mistake of calling me into ministry? Mm-hmm. Because this guy over here is uh way more qualified. You should have picked him, not me. Mm-hmm. So yes, I definitely am at fault of comparing a lot you know another
1: another thing i think of is in comparison is that as,
0: as we um even if we don't
1: look look negatively at somebody but if you're looking like somebody's the uh like if they're free well yeah if they're free or if you look at somebody as a guru and say oh man if i was only like that guy
0: mhm
1: you know if i really had my stuff together if i was just like that guy that's a kind of another kind of comparison yes that i that I fall into sometimes, you know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, or the and the opposite would be is like, thank God I'm not not that messed up. I messed up this way, but I'm not messed up <laughs> that way.
2: And, and so, right. you know,
1: both of those are the same kind of judgments that you were talking about. Yeah. That are pet peeves for you is like, good thing I don't talk to you very often because you'd be like piss Your pet peeves would be me, because <laughs> cause I actually do enjoy that <laughs> making those judgments, even though they are really kind of twisted and. And have probably have a lot of doubt and unbelief behind them,
0: right? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure it's a good feeling to say that to somebody else because it takes your the attention off yourself for a minute. Yeah, uh,
1: Terry uh, answered that question. What would you What would you say if somebody were to ask you, um, "What's the reason you think we focus
0: so much on our sin and unbelief when, in fact, we're already set free from it?" Hmm. I guess I'm. Let me. I'm trying to think what I do when I start focusing on it. Sometimes, honestly, I don't want to be happy. Sometimes I want to focus on the bad. I know that sounds kind (laughs) of (laughs) weird. I
1: know it makes a lot of sense to me, but why would you know? I think you probably have really good reasons to not be happy and to focus on the bad. But can you think
0: of any? Oh well, I can get away with things. I can get away with to my in my own brain. I can get away with one. I can go even more into sin because Mm -hmm. hey
2: you already there anyway. Yeah,
0: it's already there. I'm just going to keep going. Let's see how deep I can dig this hole. That sounds like fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've, I've done it. Until you get to the... Until, it, like,
1: the bottom disappears, but it does sound yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> can you think of anything else? You know, any reasons why you might
0: want to... Stay in all that? Yeah. The turn or you start, start to, thinking about my sin? Yeah, if, like,
1: you know, to, you know... Focus on your sin instead of
0: yeah. I would, your I would freedom. agree. With, I mean, I would agree with Terry too. Is uh, just the unbelief that, you know, I you know, I know I've had that thought before of, oh, he's 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 done all that. Jesus done all that for Steve, but he hasn't done that for me, mm. or he's done that for somebody else or this or that, but he hasn't done that for me. Yeah, or I don't deserve that. I I definitely say that a lot. I know. That I don't deserve his love. I don't deserve to be forgiven. Yeah. You know, I deserve to be in this pool of feces. And sometimes I'll stay there for a while and not go to him. Because I feel like I deserve that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that, you know, that makes sense.
1: So maybe I could follow up with a couple other questions then. You guys have given us some really great uh, reasons of why we focus on our sins, unbelief. A doubt, when doubt, like Terry explained, is uh, wavering, which is. Would, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Terry, of, of looking at on both sides of the fence, wanting to sit on both sides of the fence at the same time, which one would be the one would be the truth, and the other would be really the lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and beli- and then unbelief would be um, just choose not choosing the truth, just saying I don't believe that's true. Is that right?
2: Yeah, or just actually, you know, I, I've had this debate before, discussion about, you know, believing versus trusting. You know, we can believe something, but then to trust uh someone for it is is a little bit different. You got more skin in the game there. Mm-hmm. And I think the trusting aspect, you know, that and I think that's where I don't have any trouble believing that Jesus died for my sins. But then th- I think that sometimes the issue is, well, trusting what he did is actually was the, uh, what provides my salvation. So there's a lot more skin in the game when we have to trust someone for it. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's the, that's the issue to me um, is, you know, and that's when I really feel bad. If I said, eh, if I'm not trusting God, then I'm sunk. You know mm-hmm. um and there I think there's times that I trust God totally we're on the oh wow God did this or that and I know he's everything he said he was and mm-hmm. and then we go through those times that you know we just kind of lack that you know that trust I hate to say it but uh, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. trust is kind of missing lacking and so yeah that's the that's the part but the thing is I think you know I don't want to be in this you know, dark thought depression uh forever i think there is a remedy for it mm. and like i said i think uh the remedy isn't i think we can look at things like that and say okay i'm forever sunk because i'm not trusting but the, the remedy i believe is that first step that walking in faith saying god i know you know this is the truth but somehow and uh, my thoughts and my feelings and you know it's it not lining up with what i believe to be true mm. so i'm going to walk with you no ma- you know and uh putting our faith there and just you know actually i don't think we can just we can't just start trusting on our own but i think once we make a step you know one of my favorite scriptures is the one in colossians i think where we work out what God works in us, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a two step thing. He's worked this in us, but yet we, it's not meant to just come in and be there. We have to kind of, you know, work it out too. So we have to respond and walk with him.
1: Yeah. I really like what
2: you're saying there, you know, and embarrassingly
1: that, you know, you kept, you kept brought back that word trust that I, you know, kept trying to ignore. Yeah. Uh, And, um, it's really important word. I had, I had a, um, you guys probably never have any kind of conflicts with your wives, but I do uh, often. And it's one of the best parts of my relationship, uh, because I grow and learn so much. And, and the other day I, uh, I got on the phone to somebody and, uh, Barb was, Barb was, uh, upset because I was talking to somebody else. And so afterwards we were talking and, uh, she, she mentioned something and, uh, Barb never listens to these, so I probably am safe saying this anyway, <laughs> but Barb, uh, she hears me all the time. She thinks I'm, you know, I talk too much. So, uh, the, uh, so she, so we were talking I said, well, it sounds like maybe you're feeling kind of jealous. And she says, Ooh. no, I'm, I'm not feeling jealous. I just want to know if I can trust you. Hmm. Mm. So, so that's what brings this word up to me. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And so, so in, in that situation, when you look at it in a relationship light like that, it brings a whole new light to me to make, to see what you're saying is, how much truth there is in what you're saying is in that um, Barb would hold back, or like we were talking about earlier, build a wall up uh, against me. Uh, if she felt she couldn't trust me, yeah, right, yeah, right, uh, because because hanging out with me would be painful. It would hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it'd be scary, and uh, you know, she could be injured hanging out with somebody she couldn't trust. Right, and so, so I really like what you're saying. Yeah, and and that you're and that we would. You know, and from my perspective, I t- I told Barb, you know, there's probably a lot of a lot of reasons why you c- you can't trust me, uh, but yakking with somebody on the phone is probably not not a you know there's probably you've you've lived with me for 42 years, you know me really well, right? Uh, the, so the, there's areas in my life that you know pr- you pretty much know everything about me because I can't keep my mouth shut, right? Uh, so, but probably there's areas where you, you know she has been hurt by me, right? And so. Well,
2: and so let's just face it, you know, I mean, so I have the same issue too with my wife and we probably all kind of have that, but the truth of the matter is she probably can't trust me a hundred percent. Right. Well, sure. And, but the issue is for, for good reason, you know, right. she couldn't trust me, but with God, I think it's, we know that, you know, God has never let us down. He's never He's never lied to us, or he's never led us into a situation that he didn't know about, or that was scary to him. And so, to me, it's a whole lot different situation. Our trust with God, when you look at it like that, you think, "Wow, well, why am I not trusting Him? He's never let me down yet." But in our personal relationships, we would have mega reasons, you know, not to trust. And so I think distinguishing that difference is huge. And so if we think about it in those terms, then trusting God should be easier, shouldn't it?
1: Unless you carry all the human feelings that I carry with me about trust right. in my walk with the Lord. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that might be another piece of the puzzle. where uh, Because what Barb was saying the other day was she was having trouble trusting me. In, a, in an area where, you know, from my perspective, I gave her, I probably gave her some hints that she n- needed to not trust me, just the things that were flashing in her mind, but they were flashing in her mind. Right. And it had nothing to do with me. Her lack of trust was totally in her brain. Right. And in her heart. Right. 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 Uh, because uh, she could be not trusting me just because I'm hanging out with you guys right here at right. this moment mm. on the podcast with all these people listening to me. Sure. And and uh, and so the, I think the same thing happens with us in the Lord is, it's never, uh, mm. we could talk more about trust, but I I think trust is a gift. Right, It's a gift that we give ourselves and we give to other people and that we, if we're gonna trust someone, you know, and I'm not talking about like, I, I don't even know the right word. A, a way where you just know you're going to completely self-destruct. Uh, I am I like to at least think somewhat realistic. Right. So, Noah, what do you think about trust? And what, uh, you know, kind of our discussion. Well, just here.
0: like what you're, you were just talking about, you and your wife is, you know, I, I just look at myself with God. So if I'm not trusting, say something's happened to me bad, and I've had many things happen to me bad, and I'm sure a lot of people have. Well, if you want to look at it that way, you can say, God allowed that to happen. I'm going to go ahead and build that wall because I'm not going to fully 100% trust God now. Right on. Because something bad has happened to me. So, (laughs) you know, that's a whole nother, I mean, I guess that, I mean, that whole story just explained to why I have walls up and kind of bums me out about myself that I fully don't trust God yet, even though I felt like I have, I've gotten better. But I'm definitely not at a hundred percent. Yeah, so I think
1: uh, you know I, I would like to reiterate this. I'm not sure this is what we're saying, but this is what I'm what I'm saying is I'm not saying you have to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or that you should trust God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I am saying what I liked what Terry said is when we find that we're not trusting, to move toward Him, and bring that not trust, mm-hmm. that, that doubt. To the light, to the light, yeah. And like Barb, and like Barb did with me yesterday, right, Which yes. was, which after she did that, I felt closer to her, mm-hmm. because she brought exactly how she was feeling to the light. You know, no, I don't feel it's not that I'm feeling jealous. I don't know that I can trust you. And as soon as she said that, I said, Oh my gosh. Makes so much sense. You can't trust mm-hmm. me. I was up in the bedroom talking on the phone. The dog was barking. I was bar- up there because the dog was barking. Uh, you know, it looked like I was hiding. Mm-hmm. Of course you would think I was, uh, <laughs> right. of course it would look like uh, you shouldn't yeah. trust me. And yeah. uh, I agree a hundred percent. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and so soon as, as soon as we had that bringing that to the light mm-hmm. uh i didn't defend myself right. i just agreed with her mm-hmm. per, you know, it makes so much sense you'd you not want to it. trust yeah. me yeah uh that we felt closer because she had had the i'm not cur- sure courage is the right word but um, she cared enough about our relationship to bring it to light yes and to cared enough about me to bring it to light so i'm so grateful for that and i think you know you guys have both done that you're such a role model to me too that you've brought these things to the light um, of our unbelief uh, and terry said uh, you know hating to admit uh, that he's being guilty of doubting mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm just so glad you did that because i was like oh my gosh i have doubts all the time yeah and um and i'm more the more i live the christian life it's like I, i'm more convinced i don't know the answer and i mm-hmm. you know i really like to be in control i like to know the right answer and talk about black and white thinking or all or nothing is like, I got to be right. and Which I think is also maybe another piece of the puzzle of why we like to hang on to our sin.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
1: it gives us an easy answer. Yes. You know, it gives us, it's it's so much easier to say, I don't deserve happiness. Exactly. uh, Because it's so obvious.
0: Yeah. That we sin. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so we're kind of running out of time, I think. I'm wondering if you guys have anything you'd like to sum up this this little podcast on freedom and uh, why we spend so much time focusing on sin.
2: I think one thing that um, I've heard people talk about, and and I you know, I worry sometimes, and I shouldn't, but I've heard you know some people say, well, why do you worry? And and some people give the explanation, well, at least I'm doing something about it you know, there's something bad going on. At least I'm doing something about it. And I'm going, that is like the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm but, you know, you're not doing anything about it. You're just you're just, you know, wasting your energy and that type of thing. And and I think when you think of it in terms of worrying about our sin too it's like well i think sometimes we feel like that we feel like we have to do something about it which means that again it just confirms that unbelief if we're thinking Mm -hmm. we have to do something about it then that tells us what we really believe is what jesus did wasn't completely sufficient that we're going to need to worry uh you know and no we're never are we ever going to get there where we're not worrying we're not obsessing i don't think so But I think when we realize, when we recognize those things that keep our mind focused on the wrong things, we can understand that that's unfruitful. That's not even worthy of spending our time or, you know, uh, thinking about. And, you know, I think that's important. I think knowing what you're doing wrong, at least that's the first step of, you know, not doing it anymore. You bring it to light. And so, uh, again... I I just really enjoy being here and and talking about these things and not easy admitting you know that doubt and unbelief and wavering exist in our lives but it's important to realize that I think all three of us admitted here today that we we all struggle with those issues from time to time and and uh if, if we try to hide it we're just fooling ourselves and others which doesn't accomplish anything
1: Yeah thanks for saying that it's so important Steve, you want to add anything? You know, I just got my chemo, so I can talk for like the next 24 hours and not sleep. <laughs> so I probably do, but I'll probably will just defer to you. And if you end this on <laughs> on something or from your, you know, I, I just love hanging out with you because I get to see Jesus in
0: you now. <laughs> well, I love how hanging I, out with all you guys. And yeah, I think that's one of, like Terry was saying, I think that's one of the hardest things to do is at least it is for me, if there's a problem going on, I feel like I have to fix it. If it's my problem or someone else's problem, I really feel like, oh, we gotta move, we gotta do this, to do this. And so many times, so many times in my life, God has just said, just stop. Mm. Just, just stop and let me do it. You know, and it's that's a hard thing to do.
1: It really is difficult. I agree with you, and it's, and it's hard to watch people be in pain uh, like like for me, like you said on here, you know sometimes you you don't wanna you don't want to focus on him, really. you want you don't wanna be happy, you don't deserve it, yeah, you know and exactly and, you know i've uh, that that's h- hard for me because I care about you, and and I think we all have people in our lives where we watch them and watch each other struggle, yeah, uh, and that at at some point, in our Christian life and this is one of the things that like you were saying though is that I get to just stop and actually this is going to sound really arrogant but I'm going to say it I actually get to be like God mm. and I get to be enter into someone else's pain mm-hmm. and suffering and hopelessness and sit there and experience that pain mm. that Guilt, that hopelessness, that person's heart and spirit without any need to fix or change them, but to accept mm-hmm. them just as they are in that mm-hmm. moment, which is what he does.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And speak to them in their language mm-hmm. and hear them say in their language what they're saying and, mm. and cry with them or laugh with them, Yeah, whatever it might be. But at that moment, uh, and I get to actually be Christ
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't think of
1: anything greater I'd love to do
0: yeah exactly I mean that's powerful right there thanks for sharing that that's great alright well that ends it for this podcast uh, men's retreat and women's retreat and couples retreat still coming up in September I believe <laughs> I should probably know uh, abidinglife.com to sign up thanks again guys and thanks for listening
2: Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys.